teaching on the subject, the gift of love. Everybody say, the gift of love. Praise God, the gift of love. Now, if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, because uh, this will be the best way for you to follow me. We're looking at John chapter 3, a very familiar text, John chapter 3, and we're going to pick it up with verse 14. As, and as Moses was lifted up, lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. So we're going to begin in verse 14. <clears throat> Everybody have your Bibles? Okay, now we're looking at John 3, 14. And here we go. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so, now even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So he's comparing the Lord's, uh, uh, the Lord's um, uh, being crucified, the giving of his life, and, of course, we're talking about the gift of love. And so just as the Lord is crucified when they were sick in, in the wilderness uh, and, and uh, they, he would raise up a, a, a serpent so that when they looked to the serpent, they were healed. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. In other words, just as it was in the days of Moses when they were uh, going to be to die, but if they looked upon the raised uh, image, they would be delivered. The same is true with Christ. He, if he's lifted up, he said, I will draw all men unto me. So the hope of the world, and it has been so now for all these thousands of years, that men will turn to the Lord and find the Lord and know the Lord in his power. Can you say praise God? Amen. So here we have a, uh, today a special service talking about Christmas for Christ and, and starting churches and what God is able to do. And the reason we know we have power to raise up churches is because he gave us power. Hallelujah. Does anybody know we've got power over every, every disease, every sickness? Every, we have authority in this world. Someone said, well, Jesus was crucified. Yes. And someone said, think that's weakness. Think of it. The greatest religion in the history of mankind shows a man that was crucified. And in his death, he brings us victory. Hallelujah. And so, oh, grave, where is your sting? So whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he what? He gave. Praise God. So God so loved the world. So giving is the result of love. And so I want to talk. I want to look at it in both ways. The gift of love and the importance of giving. How that giving comes from a heart of love. For God so loved the world. Now, how many knows that? Does he, just let, you don't have to. This is not a, a rally or anything, but uh, just nod your head or whatever. How many believe that God loves everybody? Okay. How many of you believe that God loves your worst enemy? Yes, God loves your worst enemy. God loves people that right now I can barely stand the thought of them. It takes heaven to get the thought of him where I can stand it. There are people that are so evil. For example, I was reading about a young a man, a young man, fairly young, that killed. Uh, are we good? I'm looking. I know the classes are going. Okay. That killed a young child. 
a young child. I want to tell you what I think of that. I believe that to be the most despicable thing that anybody could ever do. Someone said, well, what's the difference? A child who's 90 years old. Well, the, you, you just add it up and figure it out for yourself. But in my mind, that is despicable. Some, for example, I was reading about the, this Atlanta issue where the elderly are being attacked in neighborhoods where they know that the police take an hour and a half to get there. And then they knock their door down. In fact, uh, right now in several American cities, see, see notice how my voice kind of got a little pitched there? Because I heard this yesterday. I didn't like it. So if you want me to like it, okay, you over oh, the fridge, oh, love, love, love. No, love doesn't mean you like murderers. You'd be, if you think love means you like murderers and you're okay with murder, well, then that, that's, uh, that'd be the same as saying the world has no meaning whatsoever. Someone said love makes the world go round. Well, that's because love has meaning. Love has meaning. You cannot... Uh, murder people in love at the same time. And so here we have a report from yesterday that what is developing in the inner cities, and I, Atlanta was not in this. I, I was mentioning Atlanta, but I moved on. So in several, I don't know which ones they named a few. I'm not going to name them. That they have what they call uh, bands of teenagers who are going, like, like they were wild uh, Let's say savages. Would that word be okay? Wild savages going through uh, cities, neighborhoods where they live and attacking the elderly. I heard the report of, of a woman. I heard her voice. She said, they hit me in the face. There were 10 or 12 of them. And they were big, brawny teenagers. And they broke and chipped one of her teeth. You know why? They wanted her purse. Do you think I like that? No, I don't like that. And if I saw him here today, I would say, that is despicable, and you need to repent, and you need to change your ways because God loves you, and love is the only answer. I wish he was sitting here right now, and I would say, I want to I lay hands on you. Is it okay if I lay hands on you? I want to lay hands on you to tell you how much I love you. I despise your wickedness, but I love you, and God is your answer. Now, of course, if I did that to his face, I mean, you don't talk to you, you know, when you... You get what I'm trying to say. The only answer for this world is, is the love of God. And we have to love everybody. We have to love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Okay, so everybody say praise the Lord. So, uh, so when we see the scene, which we're not going to be seeing it here today, but when we see the manger scene and we see how many of that when Christ was born, in the, main, in, the, uh, in the stable, let's call it a stable here for a moment, that he was born among the animals and all that goes with that. Um, Sister French and I used to, I used to, we always took our kids camping and uh, fishing and all the things. I'm such a, such a great outdoorsman. Uh, and so, and a great fisherman. I've caught fish larger than anything you've ever heard of. I mean, you wouldn't even believe it, and you shouldn't because it's, it's just stories. But anyway, but I, I, I love to fish, and, uh, and, and we used to get a cabin, and, and we were just 
home missionaries. Started a church in Chicago. Didn't have a dime to our name. We could barely, we would save every, we, the kids would go. They would get every dime. They would work. We did all, I mean, we spent months preparing to take a couple days and get away from Chicago and go up into Wisconsin. And, we, and the very first time we ever did it, I told Sister French, I said, I don't care if I'm the poorest preacher that's living. I'm happy. I love you. I love God. I'm thrilled to be doing what I'm doing. But I'm going to do my best that I'm not going to waste my money on all kinds of other things. But I'm going to take my boys and I'm going to have a good time with them as, as much as possible. And those days are, 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 uh, have been, uh, they're very memorable. And, uh, but what we would do is we would rent the, the grossest cabin in Wisconsin. In other words, we would find the cabin that even Lincoln didn't want to be in. And we would rent that. And, and uh, we did that one summer, and she acted like she, I mean, because she wanted so bad for it to be good. And so we went in, and I looked at it, and I thought, I was waiting for Sister French to faint, and I was going to catch her. Because, you know, you get there, the brochure shows that, you know, the president stayed here and all that. And then you get there, and it must have been Washington that stayed in this one. And we got in there, and we were the second night and a gigantic, we pulled the sheets back. And we got into bed. The boys finally got him to sleep. They were so excited. They, they didn't notice. They thought it was the Taj Mahal. And Sister French, and she's sick today, so I can, I, I can tell all kinds of things. And so we got into bed, and she pulled the sheet, she pulled the blankets, everything back. And there was the biggest spider you ever laid your eyeballs on. And, of course, I tried to act like. Oh, there's a gigantic spider. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. Of course, I don't like spiders. Uh, but Sister French doesn't just not like them. I wish I had some kind. I wish we'd have had iPhones in those days. Um, I mean to tell you, and she said, we are not staying here. And I said, well, where, where do you think we, maybe we should go? And I said, I said, because whatever it takes, uh, if you're not happy, ain't none of us happy. So, uh, so we went up and down the, the Wisconsin, Lake Wisconsin, until we found this other little place. It was, it was very rustic, but it wasn't, you know, for some reason she felt she could survive it. And we spent the week there. That was our vacation. And uh, so here we were uh, out there with the, where the poor folks have their vacations, and uh, we drive by where the rich folks were. Now you say, are you, are you talking? Are you envious of it? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I know, sister. I can tell you, sister French wasn't. Now the spiders. That that, that was it. Uh, she wasn't going to live with spiders, and I wasn't going to say, well, why don't you, you know, get real tough, you know, real tough. I wasn't going to do that either because I wanted to stay married just as long as possible. And so I said, uh, okay, whatever it's going to take. And uh, we had what we call poor preachers. Um, <laughs> is that flashing up there? Okay. Hallelujah. So you, we at least got this on. All right. Uh, and we'll see. Everyone say hallelujah. Now hold your breath. Do not breathe. No, I'm just kidding. No, no I'm just kidding. That's a joke. That's not a funny joke. But anyway. Okay. So here we were. Now, we knew we were poor, but we never said to the boys, this is poor man's 
a vacation. We never said we're home missionaries. We're, we're the lowliest of the lowly. We never said that. We lived as though we were the happiest people in the world. We thank God. When, and in the middle of all of that, because of my academics, I had a university write me a $10,000 check. I, I couldn't cash it, but I could use it at the university. So I went to one of the finest universities in the world simply because I made straight A's from the time I was in junior high until I graduated from uh, a, a different university. And I graduated valedictorian in my high school. And so I graduated in the top 99 percentile of the nation. And so they wrote me and said, what you name the place and we're going to get, they, in fact, the, the school brought me in and said, we're going we're gonna to send you to so-and-so college. I said, no, 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 I don't want to go there. I want to go to uh, Chicago. I want to go to a, a particular college. And uh, so they said, we're, we're going to pay your way. We're going to pay your rent. In fact, that's that from that place, that wasn't the Taj Mahal, but it was, I mean, it was free rent. And I was a preacher. And I was starting a church in the city. Hallelujah. In fact, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, I'm going to, God, I am your God, and I'm going to give you an answer that you're, you're not going to believe it. I'm going to open the doors in ways that you never thought were possible. I was standing at the general conference, right? Right in the very front, weeping. I was just an absolute nobody standing there. And the Lord told me, I'm taking you to Chicago. Hallelujah. I'm going to use you in Chicago. And, and we started a church there. What I'm trying to tell you is we never for one second thought that God wasn't great and greatly to be praised. We didn't have anything, but we had the joy of the Lord. We had everything that we needed. You see, when Christ came to the manger, he came to show the world that he came for everybody. Now, there's the, the people with their nose in the air. They, they're never going to turn to anybody. They, they've got it all. They think their money's going to buy them everything. But money can't buy you anything, really. That really matters. And so he came to a, a was born in a, uh, which is, of course, the, also part of the story. Remember, in the Christmas, I know it's a little early, but remember, they came to the inn and she was expecting and, and thought they would get her, maybe, you know, get into the end is because she was expecting. Just think of all the people that were there. I mean, I'm not saying they should have kicked people out. Nobody, no, nowhere in the Bible does it suggest they should have kicked everybody out. That's socialism and communism that says take from everybody else. That's nonsense. Of course, that isn't going to be a solution. But, but what happened is the Lord intended for you to watch the scene as they take that donkey with that pregnant Mary up the side of that slope into that stable. Of course, stables were built in the side of mountains. And they walk in, and there the, the, there the sheep are. And there the, <laughs> they're the, all the, you know what I mean, all the animals are there. And, and here's the Son of God. Here is the God coming down from heaven. Hallelujah. You know what he was doing? He was saying, tell me, French, I love you. I, it doesn't matter that you're not among the richest of this world because money is not the solution. The gospel is the solution. Our hope is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. 
son. Okay, now let's, uh, so there's the manger scene. Now, let's go, turn to Acts 20.35. Grab your Bibles because, uh, well, does this mean we can use this? Okay, we're using this. Let's go to the next slide. All right, so uh, Acts 20.35. You, you should turn there anyway. I mean, it doesn't hurt you, to, but if we can use it, we'll turn. Unfortunately, we can't turn this way, but hey, we're not complaining. Uh, so the Bible says remember, but they say remember. All right, so remember, Luke writes, the words of the Lord. And you know, that's very important. Can we just lift our hands and thank the Lord for speaking to our hearts and giving us answers and faith? Lord, we thank you for it. Praise God. Now, for you theologians, uh, you may want to wonder where he said this. And if you figure that out, you come to me. I want to talk to you about it. Remember the words of the Lord. So we can't give you a scripture. I can't give you a scripture where he said this. This is not recorded elsewhere. There's all kinds of legend, but, but scripture does not record these words elsewhere. Remember the words of the Lord. Hallelujah. See, this is what the great apostle recalls. I remember what he said. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Hallelujah. So even though no, no gospel, no one ever recorded these words elsewhere, Luke remembered it. Remember the words of our Lord when he said, it is more blessed to give. Hallelujah. Now, see, some people resist that because they think you're talking about money or they think that you, they want you to give and so on. And I do. I am talking about money. And I am talking about me and you giving. But it's not just money. It's everything. We have to give. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you, you don't know how you're going to give. But what, what the gift of love uh, the, what the gift of love shows us is that we do things. How many knows you do things when you love folks that you wouldn't do otherwise? See, you, you love folks. It is more blessed to give. Now, this, this concept, and I know that, oh, my goodness, let me see here. Okay, so the concept is, and this is another lesson, but I don't, I don't want to fail to to have you consider this principle that it is that when you give you are more, listen when you give you are more blessed than when you receive so receiving most of us think that that's a blessing if you listen to TV preachers these days, oh, give a dollar and you're going to get a million bucks. Heard this guy the other day and I want to go, I wanted to write in and say, sir, that is not true. What you said, that is not true. God never promised that. You need to quit promising people they're going to be as rich as you because some of these guys are wealthy. Let me tell you they are wealthy. And that's what they live for is that wealth. That has nothing to do with the gospel. But the gospel goes down into the, into the hay and the, and the sheep and the goats and the donkeys. 
it's more blessed to give. Giving is where the blessing is. See, if that, if that would ever register, of course it does here, I'm talking to the choir, but it's more blessed to give. Now, you say, well, yes, but Sister French and I were talking about Christmas and do I like, they all know I like getting gifts. And they, they, they make fun of me. Some of my own children make fun of me because I like to receive gifts. And I said, well, don't you? Oh, yeah, we love it, but you're a dad and you're a preacher. <laughs> well, I know, but what's that got to do with it? I still like to open gifts. I like to open my wife's gifts. And she'll slap my hand and say, you leave that alone. I like wrapping gifts. I like wrapping my own gifts. When the kids were little, she'd say, wrap your gifts and don't tell them that you saw that. And I'd say, well, I'm not telling them. I can't wait to open it. Of course, it's more fun if you don't know what it is. But uh, so receiving, I mean, someone uh, <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to, capture the spirit of the of december and all of this that when you when you give you are more blessed there's something so blessed about it now think about um uh, think about it uh, some i'm gonna tell this real quick um so uh, I, I was a preacher okay i've been a preacher for ever all right and and I couldn't pay the rent. I couldn't. I was at the university. I couldn't even. I, I mean, I was so broke. I didn't know. So I, I was. Sister French said. And here's how Sister French would handle it. She would say, God's going to work it out. We're going to pray. It'll be here on time. That kind of thing. That's the way she lived. She never one time ever said, I'm giving up. Well, I, didn't, I didn't know I was marrying uh, some guy that couldn't even provide. No, she never did that. She knew that we were where we were because we were doing what we were doing. And that we were someday, maybe, but right now we had to sow the seed. We had to work. And, and, uh, and here we were. I had to say to her, honey, I, I don't know. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know. I don't know the answer. And the preacher, the preacher came up to me and said, come on, Brother Finch, I want to take you to so-and-so meeting. Big old meeting, thousands. And I said, oh, I can't go. I don't have the money. He said, no, I'm paying it. I'm, here's your ticket. I got you a ticket. So we flew down together. And we got there, and, they, and I went to sit in the audience. And he said, no, 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 sit up here. I'm the, I'm the speaker for tonight. So I sat next to him on the platform. And I, I was the brokest preacher in the world. And I didn't have the money to even be there. And so uh, they, and they had, and then it turned out they had all the preachers come up on the platform. And so... I was so embarrassed, and I thought, well, Lord, I hope nobody finds out that my pockets are empty. Because most people here wouldn't believe that. Wouldn't, they wouldn't think it would just be humiliating. And so I said, Lord, if there's, I, I know you're able, and I'm, Sister French is filled with faith, and so I'm, I'm believing you that you're going to speak to somebody. Lord, speak to somebody and help us. There's got to be a way. We're, surely we're going to get through this. And they sang this gorgeous song, the choir sang, and the preacher turned to me and he said, Brother French, you don't know me. Oh, I'm so happy to meet you. And shook my hand like that and he said, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said to give you this. And he reached in his, uh, in his uh, pocket and he brought, it pulled out a wad of money. Turned out it was a pretty good bit of money. And and he said, the Lord told me to give you this. And 
And I, I mean, I was like, Lord, that was fast. That was fast. I was thinking about, oh, my goodness. And I'm holding on to it, and they're still singing. And he taps me on my shoulder. He was sitting on there, and he said, and I'm holding the money like that. I'm not sure what to do with it. I don't carry cash, and I don't, wa- I don't roll it up. But some people love to do that. Rolled money seems to be a big thing. And it was this big old roll of it. And I was, all I could think of was, how much is in there? And he, <laughs> you can't have it. It's mine. I got it right here. And he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, Brother French, I'm sorry. Can I have that back? And I was almost, I was like, oh, Lord. He will never know what went through my mind when he said that. And I went like that, and I said, yes, yes, of course. He said, that is not what the Lord told me to give. He reached in, pulled out a check, and he wrote it. They were still singing. He wrote it out. It was exactly the amount. It was exactly the amount of my rent. And, and of course, I hugged his neck, and I told him I'd rather carry the check anyway. No, I didn't, I didn't say that. Um, and when I think of how, how blessed it was to receive that, see, not only did I receive a, 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 the money that I needed and I, so I received it. I mean, it was just like being a beggar almost. And it, even though I never said a word and the Lord doesn't consider, I mean, knows that when you talk to the Lord, he doesn't consider you a beggar. The devil tells you you're a beggar. He's a liar. When you pray and you ask God, you say, give us this day our daily bread. And the devil hates it because he knows God is able and God will do it. Just think how blessed you were, but it's more blessed to give. I would love to know. I don't even know that preacher's name. I, I, I don't remember who. The, I mean, the brother I was with knows his name, but I don't know his name. I can't remember it anyway. He told me, and but standing here right now, I couldn't tell you who that preacher was. Pastor, somewhere over, I know the state. I'd love to know that story. I'd love to know how the giver was more blessed than the receiver. Hallelujah. It's more blessed to give. Could we just put our hands together and thank God? You cannot outgive God. Let's go to the next slide. Let's see if it'll come up. So remember, it's more blessed to give. For unto us a child is born. Let's read it uh, together. Here we go. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is what? Son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. Everyone say the Mighty God. So Jesus is not in the Godhead. How many knows this? Jesus is the Godhead. He's not a God in a Godhead. He is the Godhead. He is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So when you look at that horse manger, and there the baby lays. And I know that's not Christ, and I know that's not the manger, and I, you, we all know that. It's just a representation of it. All right, let's, let's go to the next slide. I, I'm going to have to hurry now. God is love. I'm going to say God is love. And this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son 
into the world. Many of my Trinitarian friends will tell me that you, you cannot send yourself. And I said, well, of course not. So they think that because I believe the Son and the Father are one and the same person, that is, the human Son was the visible manifestation of the invisible God. So there's the mighty God invisible in heaven, but that very God robed himself in flesh. Hallelujah. When I was at a university one time defending the oneness of God, and the professor, uh, the, the fellow that was in charge said, well, you know, he was sent from God. As though you, if you were sent from God, then he was in. There were two of them in heaven. I said, there have never been two gods in heaven. There will never be two gods in heaven. There will never be two gods in heaven. So I read from John chapter 1 where it said there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Was he in heaven? And we moved on to the next point. All right, so because God sent his only begotten son into the world... That we might live through him. Everyone say praise the Lord. Here in his love. Not that we loved God. Everyone say not that we loved God. Come on you're kind of slow here. See it's not because we are something. How many knows that? How many knows that Christmas is all about him not about us? You see when you give you are more like God than at any other time. It's when you are giving. It is when you are filled. And someone said, well, all I have is just, all I have is this little bit right here. Oh, I tell you, I really feel this this morning. Herein is love. This is what love is. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. That's where it all began. Can we just thank the Lord for our blessings right now? Can we just thank God for what he's done for us and we thank you for it. Now, people that are greedy, someone said, yeah, the greedy have all the money. See, that people actually believe this. They think that the blessed are the greedy folks that, that steal it from other people. Now, thieves and the greedy do acquire things, but they never acquire blessings. Those are not blessings. In fact, their money becomes a curse to them. You say, I don't believe that. Well, there you go. You don't believe that. But it's true. Their money becomes a curse to them. And your little bit, remember the old, the old saying, little is much when God is in it. Hallelujah. I'm talking to somebody. Now let's go to the next slide. Here we're back in the manger. Where is he that is born king? Everybody say king. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? That They said, this is the Magi. And when they had opened their treasures, hallelujah. You see, folks, if you give of your treasures... Someone said, well, I got a million bucks. Here's a, here's a couple of bucks for you. Now, that may be appropriate. And I'm not saying that's you, you have to determine what's appropriate. But I'll tell you one thing. When you're giving to God, you better not rob him. You better be sure you're giving to him what is his. Everyone say amen. Okay, that was a pretty good amen. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So they gave from their treasures. And uh, this is the great joy. This is the blessing to give because you love to give. Because you have been blessed. Because everything, you know, really the truth is everything you have came from God. James chapter 1. Every good gift and every perfect gift cometh from above. 
Of course, that's another, that's another lesson. All right, let's go to the next one. <clears throat> let me see, let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, not, not much time. All right, for he, ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, this is how much he favored and loved us. That though he was rich, praise God. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor. See, we are, folks, we are blessed. Every sinner in the universe that is not ready to meet God has had the wealth of heaven offered to them. And yet here we sit in the very presence of the Lord. Anybody feel the Lord here this morning? He's here this morning. Sister French has uh, got this flu back again. She was in the hospital just a week ago, and now she's got this new flu that's come through, and she's not here, and I hate it. I, I just can't stand to be here and her not be able to be here. But I want to tell you something. I believe with all my might that the very God that's here is in that room with her right now. That God is going to raise her up and just like he has done so many times. That woman's had cancer twice. It didn't look like she'd even make it. And you know what God did? He raised her up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When her baby had cancer, God raised that baby up because of faith. Hallelujah. When I was poor and he was rich, he became poor that I might be rich. Hallelujah. Can we love him one more time? Come on. He's been good to us. That's what Christmas is all about. Now, Philippians chapter 2, and I'm, I'm squeezing every bit of juice out of this. Look not every man on his own things, but every... Next slide, if we can get there. And, but every man also on what? See that? I got a pointer if I need to. But every man also on the things of others. I'm going to read that again for all you Bible lovers. Look not every man. I'm going to retranslate it. I'm going to add something. All right? Because it, it would be okay in the translation. Look not every man on his own things only. In other words, don't only think of yourself. But every man also on the things of others. And this is the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. So the mind he's talking about is the mind that puts others into their thoughts. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That is to say, when Christ was that baby in the manger, was God even though he was a baby. Think of it. He, he, he was in the form of God. That is, I, I, oh, I wish somebody would listen to me. When you saw that baby, you were looking in the face of God. Even though that was a baby. I got some agnostic atheist friends that they just hate it when you say that. You mean, Tom, would you still, you still let that kind of religious nonsense? You think that some human being was actually God? Yes. Jesus was God. Even in that baby, he thought it not robbery to be equal. He didn't, robbery meaning he didn't think he had snatched anything away from God because he was God. If the king of England walks in and he says, I'm the king of England, nobody says, oh, he's claiming to be the king of England. That's no problem. He is the king of England. 
But he made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, what did he do? He gave himself. <laughs> Think of that. All of this just so he could give to us. Okay, let's stand. That's it. That's it for today's thought about Christmas. And let's lift our hands and pray. We're going to have others joining us in just a moment. And, uh, and so let's stand and let's praise the Lord, shall we? Father, right now I ask you to bless every heart. Lord, I pray that your blessing will be on this service today. Lord, that the anointing will be here. That someone will be uplifted by the presence of the Lord. This is a busy time. People are thinking about the holidays. Now we're turning our thoughts to you because this holiday is about you. No matter what the marketers say, no matter what people think that are non-religious, this is all about you, Lord. And we thank you for it. And I, I want the world to know that we know it's about you. And we are glad to lift up your name.